Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com. And then uh, the Dork Forest is also on AllThingsComedy.com on their podcast page. So you can listen to it on iTunes. You can review it on iTunes. You can email me and uh, maybe I'll just send you an MP3. There's a lot of ways to listen to it is what I'm saying. And my email address, if you want to just email me, I will not send you the MP3. You can figure it out, is Jackie at JackieCation.com. Yeah, everything is possible from JackieCation.com. Everything's linkable. You can get merch. You can get the new hour by hour special from last year. This will make an excellent Horcrux. You can get a $5 download. There's a link to that, which is on all things comedy. You can buy a hard copy of it on DVD or CD. You can buy Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts or just t-shirts that say the Dork Forest that were designed by Brett Chambers that have a quote from Lord of the Rings on them. They're all union made here in America, so they run big. Uh, so let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang the intro song, and he sings it with his girlfriend, Sarah Cohen. And he, Mike Rickberg will sing again at the end the Mexican hat dance song, words that he made up. Patrick Brady will fix this audio. Vilmos fixes my website, JackieCation.com. On JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com, there are, there's a donation button. If you enjoy the show and you want to donate to the show, please do. There's a lot of different ways to support. You can get merch. You can use the Amazon banner on JackieCation.com to order things from Amazon by using that portal through JackieCation. And you can, uh, just donate directly if you want. I, would be great if you guys uh, had a hundred bucks a year, ten bucks a month, because in November and December I ask that you don't donate to the Dork Forest. You donate to a food bank or something, something charitable. Anyway, but um, if you have a hundred dollars, do it. If you don't, don't worry about it. Thanks a lot for listening. Or just uh, yeah, just pass it on and then talk up the show. May twelfth is when this will drop, two thousand fifteen, and this week I am doing a lot of stand up in Los Angeles, and then I'm doing a long set in Carlsbad, Carlsbad, California. Very glamorous. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Let's get into it. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to my living room in the Dork Rangers of the Dork Forest. I'm here with Alexandra Klimovich. 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 Oh, interesting. I pride myself too because I was in telemarketing for some time that I uh, that I would have that I would have gotten that a wrong. Well, my cousins are the Klimoviches. Oh, are they? They have stopped correcting people, so they are the Klimoviches, and we are the Klimoviches. Interesting. It's kind of family joke. <laughs> well, you know, oh, the hilarity. Uh, we have a family. My, my siblings pronounce their name differently as well. It's very weird. Um, I'm trying to figure out. Oh, I know why. You're purple. I'm yellow. I keep turning myself up oh, no. and not you. <laughs> so, Alexandra, welcome to the to the program. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Uh, here's the exciting part is you enjoy the parks. Yes. The amusement parks. But themed parks. Like, yes. do you enjoy all of them? Uh, not all of them necessarily. I've okay. been to a couple, like Six Flags and that sort of thing. Yeah. But the, the, if they don't feel genuine, there's something that's lost, I think. Well, obviously the branding is lost. I, I, and, and this, the rides are scarier. I wouldn't say scarier. They're more intense for sure. But yeah. like having it as sort of a whole production design 
um, in development. Right. Just being in that world, I think. Six Flags doesn't have that world. It doesn't have that it world. Has a, it, has it has noise. A, it, it has, has a hard noise. Ca- carny feel to it. That's yes. a, that's that's the world that we're in. Correct. So you like Disneyland, and then you've been to. Have you been to every Harry Potter land? Uh, I'm, there's only two now, right? I don't know. I haven't been to any of them. I think there's only two. I think and we've been, been to, to we've both? been to the two in Orlando. Oh, two in Orlando. Yes. Okay. Is, is there not one in London? Uh, there's there's an exhibit which I actually have not been to, but I went to the. Uh, I went to Edinburgh. So I went okay. to the castle that Hogwarts is based in. Okay. I went to the shot. cafe that she sat in and the seat that she sat in while she wrote some of it. Okay. Um, oh, you so went to the J.K. Rowling cafe. Tour. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. In okay. Let's talk. So we, we can talk about Disneyland. I've had entire episodes about Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Harry Potter Land. What's it called? Is it called Harry Potter Land? Uh, it's, there's, there's Diagon Alley. Okay. Which is, the whole Diagon Alley. I mean, they made everything. Nocturne Alley, you can walk into. Oh, and, wow. Uh, there's shops and there's like a animated, you know, magical tattoo shop that they, facade that they've made. And okay. we were so worried. It was, we're like, oh yeah, Nocturne Alley. It's going to be a facade. It's going to be like, it's this way. It's deep and dark. You don't go there. You can walk into it. Oh, wow. You can shop in it. And then if you have a wand for like a lot of the kids are yeah. wands and they get told that they can do magic in certain areas, you can activate like a uh, hologram. Things. Oh, wow. Like you turn a little bird and you give him like big feet and then he gets really puffy and then he explodes. And okay. like you can do that by waving your wand. And oh. they set up all of these spots throughout the whole park. It's oh, my God. Amazing. And is it are there real rides or is it just an experience? There are real rides. There is uh, Gringotts. They've built the bank. Oh, my the God. The waiting line is through the bank and there are uh, animatronic waiters or not waiters, uh, animatronic bank like, tellers. So, oh, the gnomes are not the, gnomes. Uh, they're goblins. Goblins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and How? this amazing chandelier that is the size of a house, basically. Like, it's this giant, giant thing that's hanging from the ceiling. Wow. And uh, they've also perfected, you can get British beer in line. So if the we were in a line for like two hours, and like at the front, you can grab like a, an actual beer, an actual beer, hobgoblin beer to be specific, okay. which is thematic and helps you get through the heat, which is amazing. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, and then, yeah, it's a roller coaster with 3D elements. Okay, so it's oh, it's one of the 3D roller coasters. So yeah. it's a, it's like I did the Simpsons uh, at right. the Universal yeah. one. Okay, and so the, you're never anywhere except for in front of a screen. But it no, looks like amazing. No, this is a slight roller coaster part of it, which actually freaked out my dad quite a bit because he was like, "Wait, he we were we it took us two and a half hours to get through the line, right?" And half an hour to being at the end, he was like, "Wait, there's a roller coaster involved." <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> it's sorry. Not, I'm sorry great. you didn't know. It'll be fine. But oh, uh, but it, and it was it was awesome. It was it was a bit more roller coastery at the beginning. There's like a drop. Okay. But other than that, it's mostly uh, you're you're totally surrounded by 3D screens. Okay. So it feels like you're there and they're talking to you and they're interacting. But, but there's a physical drop. In there it. is a physical there's drop. There's one physical drop. And you're drop. on a physical track for it. Okay. Okay. Because uh, I don't know in California land. California land, whatever. Um, the, they have the the swing thing where you ride through to see California, and that's what the other. That's the second Harry Potter park has a ride like that. Okay, so you're we're in Diagon Alley in Orlando, yes, Orlando, Florida, home of some of the worst politics in the world. Hard yes. to go to Florida, you but that's where it's being kept. I don't call it going to Florida. I oh, call it you? going to Disney. Oh, you go into Orlando. We stay at Disney. We have Disney timeshare. Okay, so you stay in the parks. You rent a car through the parks. Okay. And then you only drive to the parks and you are in the world and they make it so easy because there's signage and everything yeah. and it's like you're, you're not in Florida. You're never in Florida. You're in Disney. Really. Okay. So <laughs> when you go to the Harry Potter to Diagon Alley, yes. 
there's, there's, it's like Disneyland, but it's owned by Universal, it's, right? There's as much care and attention to detail. And I mean, they've brought, they brought in JK Rowling and some of the production oh, cool. team from the movie to build the thing. Like they, they came in for all of like secondary It's the five greatest and, like, thing that she's still alive. Yeah. Because she gets input into what totally. she meant. Yeah. As opposed to Tolkien, who is dead. And so everybody has to speculate like it's the Bible. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and so everybody's interpretation is completely well, different. Well, there's like family politics involved with all of that as well. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's the kids the grandkids and yeah and they don't get any say because he sold the rights in 1972 Mm -hmm. so it's like that but jk rowling was actually involved in this thing so that's that's the great thing about all of orlando like the other universal uh thing that they do in orlando is like halloween horror nights Mm -hmm. i'm not a huge horror person but a few years back they did cabin in the woods the uh joss whedon uh, drew goddard film yep and they did a walkthrough and joss consulted on the making of this walkthrough haunted house oh my god uh and they had the actual like the costumes at the end they had uh shifts of people who like so the little girl the uh what, what's it called you the can, tooth fairy or ballerina dentata right? it goes both ways by the naming of it uh, right but she's got teeth for a face uh, oh wow and she's a little girl in a ballerina costume and they made her like there was wow. a person dressed as her and she would like interact in a glass box and like reach out to you and oh my god that it was it's fantastic so having being able to have access to the creators like that they do that in Orlando and they tend not to do that in the Los Angeles location which is a shame cuz that is it's a shame driving distance for us but yeah. right everybody's right here mm-hmm. you could just ask yeah well that's weird so wait, I think the they just lo- don't have as much space Oh, right. So they have to make decisions and they don't want the creators there saying, well, you can't make that decision. Right. Build up. Right. Uh, <laughs> but because uh, so, there's going to be a Harry Potter land here. There's going to be a Harry Potter land here. And from what I've heard, it's actually going to be slightly different. Um, okay. I think most of it is going to be like a full-size Hogwarts is the speculation I've heard. Oh, wow. Whereas in Orlando, there's like you walk through Hogwarts and that's the line for that ride that's the 3D screen and the on on arm. Okay. Like, like Soren in Disney. Um, no. What? Wait. Oh. So wait a minute. Back Sorry. up. Okay. So right now we're at Gringotts. And right. um, so we're still in Diagon Alley. You walk in, there's Gringotts, there's the hat store, there's the wand store. Then you, not, then you then go you to the to- train station, which okay. is a Should financial amazing trick. Yeah. Um, and uh, because to go to both the Harry Potter parks, you have to pay for both Universal parks. <laughs> Oh, so it's two hundred dollars uh, or two fifty. About a hundred. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's, it's about a hundred. They don't gouge you too bad. It's not. It's not terrible, and it's worth it. I mean, right. it's it's because the park hopper so at Disneyland is a buck fifty, right, for two, and so that mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm yeah. if I go to Disneyland, it's I want to go to California. Do it. It's the only way to do it. So you they, but go they got you. you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You there's, are. There's you no are, avoiding. It. <laughs> yes. So you. So and 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 to get to either one of them, you have to get on the train to get between the two parks. Okay. Um, and you can, so you drive, you ride the Hogwarts Express. You ride the Hogwarts Express and there is a screen outside the window, uh, that makes you feel like you're traveling and there's a whole animation of like a battle with Dementors and like Uh, on the trip. Crying out loud. It's, it's so so jealous. Diagon Alley to the train to Hogwarts is the way to, is definitely the way to. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so, (laughs) and there's probably a gift shop available too, probably. Oh, there's, yeah. It's one of the so, only places I can find Hufflepuff merch. Right. They forget about us Hufflepuffs a lot. Right. Right. Well, you, you, do you identify as a Hufflepuff? I, I'm very much a Hufflepuff. Are you? All right. I, I re- pushed it away for a long time and then I actually thought about well, it. Because everyone wants to be Gryffindor or Ravenclaw. Yeah. And um, though some people embrace their Slytherin, their inner Slytherin. They're def- I have a lot of Slytherin friends. Oh, do you? Yeah. All right. So Sort of more in more in 
fantasy fulfillment than actually at their souls, I think. Oh, but, right, right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and the thing <laughs> and is... And Lannister is, friends, too. It's just, it's unavoidable. Lannister. <laughs> Please do not idea as a Lannister. That seems <laughs> incesty. Um, so, the, uh, um, wow. The, um, okay, so, by the way, Alexandra. Yes. Klimovich. 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 Ah. I need to, ah, the <laughs> avich. There we go. Alexandra Klamovich. There we go. Um, your Twitter handle and Instagram mm-hmm. is life in a nutshell without the extra L. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? That is correct. And that is not a typo. It's a no, bare naked- it's, it's a bare naked lady song. That <laughs> okay. The two L's was not available when I first got a handle back in the days of instant messenger. Sure. I uh, am. So I just have always stuck with it to have consistency. Okay. So the people can still find you mm-hmm. since there, it was that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's awesome. So if people want to follow you, they have uh, Twitter and, and, and Instagram and then, um, Okay, so you get on the train, mm-hmm. and so you leave Gringotts and 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 well, Diagon you leave, Alley. You leave Diagon Alley, yeah, and it brings you to Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade, the village the where village. everyone lived, yep. and uh, and uh, and the three broomsticks is and there, the three and that's broom- where you can eat lunch, and that's where. Oh my gosh! And the Hogshead. Oh, the pub, and they brew their own beer upstate in upstate Florida. That is a red ale. That is their beer. Okay. Well, that's the thing is, is it's so different at Universal because mm-hmm. you can get a beer. Because mm-hmm. at Disneyland, you have to join that weird club. That's only in California. Oh, oh, uh, in, uh, in, Disney, in Orlando. Yeah, Magic Kingdom, you can't drink. Okay. Still. So, like Disneyland and Magic Kingdom, the two with the castle, the two like right, proper, the kiddly ones, yeah, ones, you can't. But like Epcot has a food and wine festival. Oh, that's right. And you can like drink around the world year round. But like food and wine festival, they had like thirty. In the wildlife kiosks. park, maybe or uh, Animal Kingdom too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, okay, so you get so you go to Hogsmeade. Mm-hmm. There's a place to eat eat lunch. There's a place to drink uh, some homemade beer or some some and Hogwarts is there. And that's where Hogwarts is. And the is. castle like towers over the whole thing because it looks <sighs> like it's in the distance like it would be for the town. Right. But it's just more petite. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious because everything's to scale. But petite, always- I mean, petite is a relative phrase though because you can walk through it and there's a ride inside it and you like go to uh, Dumbledore's office, you go through the greenhouses, you go through like the entrance to his yeah. office and everything in the dorms and yeah, it doesn't sound like there's just a boatload of rides. It sounds like it's the experience. There's only a few, but they've so meticulously crafted. Yeah, the experience exactly. Okay, that, like I mean, there's wand shops and there's uh, there's a magical creatures thing, and it's like it's just plushes, but like they're designed to look like the shops where these things would actually be. Right. There's an owlry that's just an empty room with cages on the roof and a bunch of droppings on the floor. Oh my god! And it's it's. It, you're just like, oh my it's gosh. It's nothing but just the experience of what that would right. feel like to walk through. Right, right. And that's the best. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want, quite honestly. It's fine. And because it's like a museum yeah. to a fictional world that you go through, and then there's gift shops and a place to eat lunch. Exactly. Uh, which is all I want out of any <laughs> museum, which is an experience of what I'm looking at, and then a nice place to eat, mm-hmm. uh, get a cup of coffee. And things to interact with. Like, it, it doesn't feel museum-y. It feels immersive. Okay. More like the science museum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Science museum, but it's an entire fictional... Like, because you read the books, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I grew up... I, I was their age when the books came out. Okay. Though, technically not, because it came out years before. Like, right, right. Know, like, they were technically born like 10 years earlier, but, like, I was... Did you start reading them when, when you were 11? Yeah. Okay, so you read the first book when you were 11. So I grew up with them. Right. And did you... And were they all out? Were the Was the last one out when you were 11? No. Or did they... No, I mean, they came out 
the like way the, that they the came out. The fifth and sixth ones when, came out. I, I guess I aged a little longer than. Like you were ahead of the game. I, I think. was a little ahead because you're of younger game. than. But I mean, the books. I found the first one. Right when you were eleven. When I was around eleven. And and how many were out were in publication? I think two. Okay, so you, so Chamber of Secrets was out. But then and they Azkaban. came out when yeah, you know, about on the timeline that I was growing up with them. Right. It's. I mean, it's. I have nieces. I well, I have a niece who wants to read them, mm-hmm. but she's eight, which is a little young because once she starts, she's going to consume them all. Right. And they get super dark right around three. Yeah. And then they just get sadder and weirder and sadder and weirder. And, and Which also, I think less- it's helpful. Like, it's like, you know, original kids' fairy tales were pretty dark because right. they were like to introduce it to them. Yeah, I don't have a problem but- with, with the, with, 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 and especially the tweeny stuff, like 11 and 12 year olds right now are reading romance novels where right. the people have cancer. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's not cheerful at all. Please stop reading that. And when I was 11, the, the Harlequin romances I read, mm-hmm. which were horrible, we had all rape fantasies. You'd like, someone would rape the girl and then they would fall in love. Right. And you're like, well, that seems inappropriate. Yep. No, yeah, no, nope, not-, not as good either. And stop, <laughs> stop everyone, you know, Falling in love with the dying. Not that the dying don't deserve to be loved. But that's a, I, I think in, in the case of something like The Fault in Our Stars, like that's really cool because those, the people that are in that book seem to be, a, have a far more mature way of dealing with it than an actual person at that age, I think, which right. is sort of a good way of yeah, there's, it's saying a, it's this the only the way end. to learn. I mean, this is the end, but it's not. Right. It doesn't have to be. They're teaching, the they're teaching books. Now. Right. You know? Which is, I think is a good thing for kids to have right but but there the thing is is the fault in our stars is one book the right. knockoffs oh yeah. are all just crap well, they're, they're far they're far less yeah they don't yeah, they, they don't bring the maturity and then you're right. like well this is just like voyeurism and kind of yeah yeah you're just wrong. like uh yeah. you're just in love with a vampire yep. stop it and uh, <laughs> i mean it i mean if it were a vampire with with you know, if it were Angel, mm-hmm. it's fine. But if yeah, it's even Angel was a bit stalkery. <laughs> I love, Angel. I love, I love Buffy. I love Angel. <laughs> but oh, sure, it was stalkery. But I mean, <laughs> oh, it's crap. But it had, but it had a heart to it that yeah. didn't. That like the the follow up kind of crap didn't. When have. it was so over the top, too. Right. You know, it's I mean, super it was campy. such a crazy thing. Whereas like the current ones try to be too. It's all that gritty and real, and it's like it's not. Real stuff. That's like just yeah. by the nature of it, this isn't real. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it, it's completely and uh, play to the fun of it. <laughs> play, yeah, play to the fun of it and play to the to the nice message. Yeah. You know, I'm I, I do this joke about romance novels, mm-hmm. and it I've been doing it for a little over a year, and in the last four months, everybody keeps sending me. They're like, "Hey, people are talking about how romance novels really are good, and they really affect change, and they're doing all these things," and I'm like. Yeah, but we don't have to laud them quite. I mean, we can still mock them a little bit right. because, and, and everyone's been reading them, but I, it, to defend it as literature is also, I mean, yeah. because all, the other thing is, is I talk about romance novels and everyone's like, Oh, 50 shades of gray. And I'm like, not the hitting romance novels. There's no hitting in, well, and, and, oh, which is what don't people even get like. Me start, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other, just. There's, there's a whole so other dorkdom. Many things wrong. Well, there's just so many things wrong with it. And everybody's like, oh yeah, it's the BDSM. And I'm like, it's not though. Right. It's a different, it's, it's not like, bondage. That's and the whole thing. What does BDSM say for? It says that it is. And it's just an abusive relationship. Right. Like, the worst part of it is, is that it's supposed the to whole encourage relationship. Right. It, there is no, there's, there's this lack of consent mm-hmm. that, that is layered over it according to, and I haven't read it. I will opine. I, I read the first one just out of sheer curiosity and it's sure. the worst female lead I've ever, ever, <laughs> ever read. Wow. And uh, that, and there's some crap out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, it's, there's it's some bad, just the worst. And, and 
everything about it is in entirely the wrong vein. Like, just right. Ev- it, it, it just isn't. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, is if you want to have sex and, and, and you want to role play stuff, mm-hmm. that's great. But everyone has to know what's happening. Well, and, and signing a, like signing a contract that says you can't back out later. It's like, that's kind of inherently not consent. Right. I, I did that once in, uh, and in being pressured grade. into sign that thing. Right. And like it's, it's not, it's yeah, not, that's, that's, Oh, rape. this looks that's good. Consensual I'm gonna sign it. It's the entire time she's saying, I feel bad about this. And everyone around her is saying, we feel bad about this. Like yeah. it's, it's really, yeah, it's super creepy. It's not, but, yeah. and, and it isn't, and, and there's a 19 different thousand kinds of romance novels that people read. And you can tell me. Dinosaurs. Re- dinosaurs is a thing now. What is that? Uh, dinosaur human relations. That's like a whole genre that You're, has taken off since the internet and like self-publishing. You were dipped in, a, in, a, in, a, in an entirely different world as me. I don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with people who want to have sex with dinosaurs and they're writing the romance novels. We, we, we were uh, in a thrift shop, a like book thrift shop, and we came across like someone like sold their collection. And it was okay. just like a full collection. This is a thing. Like you, and, you can have a collection. Like that's it, it isn't fan fiction. No, I it's mean, I think, it, pul- I think it probably started that okay. way, but like they were successful enough in their own little niche that like, they were able to publish, actually, like, people found Harper? them. Harper? Like, like, Fifty Shades. MIT? Like, Fifty Shades was like, it started okay. as fan fiction. And right. And they gave it validity by actually By someone it. decided to bind it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think, yeah, I mean, and there's so many, like, there's, there's modern romance novels, and then there's the, the Time Traveler's Wife, and, mm-hmm. and, um, there's a whole genre that, like, the back, I, I've told the story before on, on The Dork Forest, but the Time Traveler's Wife on the back of it, because someone was like, oh, you like romance. People are constantly, you can't pick someone else's porn, you guys. Uh, so, but someone handed me The Time Traveler's Wife, and I was reading the back of it, and I couldn't read it because of what the New York Times said about it, which was that it was such a unique idea to go back in time and fall in love with someone else. And I was like, really? oh, my God, there are buildings full of craptastic time travel Things, if you like it, if you want time travel and you want romance, mm-hmm. that's a genre. There's, there's a thousand of those at the paperback exchange and no in Minneapolis. Way that, that was the first, cause that was relatively recent, right? T- 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah, maybe. there's no way. I mean, no. the time, was it? Uh, the, yeah, time machine, like all, all of, of that. <laughs> like, right. yeah. And plus the, the, you know, it's, and, and it's funny cause some guys will say that they don't read romance novels and then you'll read Louis L'Amour novels and you're like, oh, those are romance novels, yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> the guns are involved and there are horses. But yes. But those, the core. Yeah, yeah, the core, a dude comes in and he, he meets a nice lady. And uh, I just finished reading a Jack Reacher novel. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the first one. It's called The mm-hmm. Killing Floor, I believe. And um, I had never read any of those, but my mother-in-law gave it to me. And I thought, oh, it's going to be like Jason Bourne, which also, by the way, is romance. a romance novel. Yep. <laughs> And that's what, that's what the Jack Reacher, but of course it, he's a lone guy in the woods, so, or a lone guy in the, in this, in the big city, so it doesn't always work out, but, right. cause he's gotta go meet some girl in the next step, you know. Maybe in romance novels they get married and then they supposedly stay together and have babies and do whatever, what romantic things happen. <laughs> uh, I have gotten away from, uh, so it you happens. went, it happens frequently with, so, with you, <laughs> so you went to Scotland, but you have not been to the London one. Uh, I just didn't do the tour in London. I okay. lived in London for three months and okay. I like did half school. You didn't do Bunak, did you? And, uh, it's a, it was an exchange program I did when I went to London. Uh, for three I did, months. I did BU in, in London, mm-hmm. Boston University. Oh, okay. Um, and oh, so, it was so a, I did half classes and half internship. Oh, nice. 
So, and, and, and you didn't make it to the, or it wasn't up yet or? Uh, I think it was like, you have to, it was like a bus trip or something like that. Like okay. It was, it was just, it was a lot. And I had already fiddly. spent money on much ado about nothing with David Tennant and a trip to par to go to the uh, biodome that's there. Okay. So it was like, at, the, at a certain point it was like, I'm just going to jump on the T and, or the tube. Yeah. And, uh, and in travel and find locations rather right. than actually doing the tour. Yeah, yeah. No worries. It's a but, but, there, it's on but my there is a tour. It's definitely on my bucket list. That and Downton Abbey tour. Which oh right. Open you know, there's a great T-shirt. Uh, one of the the listeners and and she's been on the program. Uh, Geekiana.com has a, a, a my favorite T-shirt. Which by the way, I got to get another one because I've worn it out. It has it's watershiped out in Abbey. And oh so it's gosh. a watership down, down Abbey mashup. It's the, it's the silhouette of the, of the manor, mm-hmm. but the silhouette are all bunnies. That's and, uh, it's a super cute shirt. <laughs> and, uh, I would, I need another one. So, uh, yeah. So, okay. But you went to Scotland where they shot Hogwarts. And so you got yes. to see the different. Yeah. The I saw, I saw, um, Edinburgh Castle. Uh, I believe. Yeah. That's what it's called. Or oh, the fort that's there. Yeah. It's actually, it's, it's funny because it, it's a museum to like the wars that they've been through with this fort because it's actually a military fort. But if you see it from the back, it looks like you picture Hogwarts. Right. Cause like, they just it, shot it from the back and you're like, Oh, Hogwarts. And like, mm, no, there's more like, history. It's not even a castle. Like this yeah. is like a military fort, which is really interesting because we all think castle. elegant castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, the, the lion and I went to, the uh, train station and all of oh, that cool. in London and yeah. okay and <laughs> diagonal to the nine and a half yes that's awesome okay so and then Disneyland so you have been to, to many of the Disneylands you like the parks uh, we tend to go to Disney World the most okay um, and that's you and your family that's me and my family yeah. okay are, are you where are you from are you from somewhere I'm near? from Massachusetts okay so it's East Coast so it's East Coast yeah. that's why you just head down exactly okay so you've been um, to Disney got, World more to than the, anything the Disney Vacation Club uh, when I was like seven, I think. Okay. And we've gone like every other year and I, I always try to bring like, bring a friend. This year we went with my boyfriend and his, uh, mom and stepdad. And, well, congratulations. And we like, on your we all went and did the food and wine festival. Um, oh, at the Epcot Center. At Epcot. Yeah. And so it's, it's a, it's a world of, of wine and food at it the is. Epcot Center? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's, it's the things that are the worst thing about Epcot as a kid are the best things about it as an adult. <laughs> Uh, like it's all of, it's just hanging out in the sun and in that environment with live music. And like, there's like a little comedy troupe in England. And right. And super clean. The, pir- the parades yep. and the fireworks and mm-hmm. just all of, all of that. Plus, I think they added like 36 extra kiosks this year. Okay. And they fly in like chefs from those countries. They bring in people from those countries to work the kiosks. Well, that's a, a very adult. Uh, and they stamp off, you get a stamp each time you go to each food kiosk, so you try to collect, like, okay. a stamp from each. And it's all between, like, $3 and $7 for every item of food or drink, which okay. is such good food, considering right. how much you spend, like, on a single meal in most of the parks. Right, but if there's 25 of them, and so they... they they're... It works out to about the same budget. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And it's it's fantastic. And, and how many do, days is it? Uh, it's from the end, uh, middle end oh. of September to November. Okay, so we try so, to go in October usually. Oh, okay, so oh, and because it's the park, they it, it's not like a festival. It's the park that's there, and it's they the just park run that's it for transformed. Two. Yeah. Okay. So you, if you get park hopper, like you yeah. don't need separate admission. Like you can do like tastings and special, you know. Sure. Uh, if you just wanted to go to that, you could if you wanted. Right. But you go to the whole thing. But we go to the whole thing, and you get a park hopper. So you do like the morning in Animal Kingdom when you right. get hungry. 
head over, over to the, Epcot, do food, yeah. go to Magic Kingdom for fireworks at night. Okay. You know, like it's, and we stay walking distance from Epcot usually. We stay at the beach club. Okay. Uh, so you can walk in at France. Okay. There's like a secret door there. I've, yeah, I've, I've only been once yeah. and, um, I've been to the Disney World and it was right when Andy and I were dating and I was trying to introduce him to my family very slowly. And, uh, and my brother Russ said, Hey, we're taking the kids to, um, Disney World. Do you and Andy want to come? So okay. they rented a cabin in the wood, in the woods, the fake right. Disneyland in, uh, woods. Wilderness Lodge? Yeah. 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 And so, Andy and I stayed in the Murphy bed that was in the wall, and they had bunk beds for the four of them. It's the best. It's the best way to do it. Like it was, you get you get full access to their transportation. Yeah. So the only time that we needed a car, we rented it for one day to go to Harry Potter. Okay. Because um, you can do that through Swan and Dolphin, which is also walking distance from our hotel. So it's what's Swan and Dolphin? Swan and Dolphin's one of the other hotels. Okay. There. Oh, it's a different hotel um, that you could rent r- regular cars. But you from. can rent. Okay. Yeah, they have like an Alamo or whatever in. That and how hotel. long did you stay? Like a week. Uh, we stayed for a week. Okay. Yeah. And you went to Harry Potter World for a day. We went to Harry Potter World for a day. Okay. Like, First thing in the morning to... Of course, because it's late big. Night. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then we did, I think we did like four days of park hoppers and then pool and whatnot. Well, the, the greatest things. thing in Disney World, I, I thought, and this was probably 10 years ago now or mm-hmm. eight years ago, was the was the Star Wars ride. Yes. Yeah, because it was like... Which is, have you been since it's been updated? No. It's been updated. And when was it updated? Uh, about a year and a half, two oh, years ago. Oh, my gosh. I no, believe. not any part um, of yeah. it. Yeah. They, uh, they now have it on a, it's each time you ride it, I think it's three parts. Okay. Uh, and it's a 3D, it's 3D now, so you have to wear glasses, which is right. kind of meh. But yeah. other than that, it's really amazing because there's, I think, 16, like, modules that okay. fill in those three parts. Okay. So, like, you'll start on Endor, you'll end on, like, Hoth Mandalore or, or something. Okay. Like, oh, they, and they include stuff from all six. Wow. Like environments, but it's just fully a thing that's made for the ride. Right. Um, so we've done it, I think we've tried to do it about like five or six times and we've hit almost all of them at this point. Okay. Because it's a randomized system. <laughs> right, right. So you they, have to they mix them up. That, yeah. Yeah. I think we've still missed like one or two, but we've, we've hit most of them at this point. And do you go to Disney World every year? Because uh, your parents have a timeshare or something? We have the last two years. We're skipping this year, which makes me really sad. I'm already right. having like Disney withdrawal. Well, you can go to the <laughs> Disneyland here. Have uh, you ever been can, to Disneyland yeah, here? The problem is, is the only DVC, uh, Disney Vacation Club okay. hotel that they have is the Grand Californian, which yep. is the best, but it books so early and it's because it's the only one. Is it the, is it the, if it's the only one, then it's the only one I've ever been to. Is it the one that's adjacent to the, to the park? Yeah, it's a it's giant. The one, there's the two back. Yeah, there's a giant the parks. And, yeah, yeah. Okay, and it's like it feels like Wilderness Lodge, that big cabin inside feel, but a bit more. I like, ate. Uh, I, I did two years Thanksgiving dinner at Disneyland for some reason. Wow. Uh, when, when the guy who came on, Scott Rogers, was mm-hmm. on the show, and he talked about Disney, and how, and he was an Imagineer mm-hmm. for oh, awesome for years, and um, and he is, and that's where they have Thanksgiving, and so we had Thanksgiving with them uh, two years in a row, and. I didn't see a giant lodge. There's a, I saw marble and, and like Disney stuff, <laughs> but I didn't. Sure if that's it. I mean, maybe it, it there's is another. There, there's three hotels though. Okay. It's just, that's the only one that you can actually book with like points. Oh, I see. Oh, it's the vacation one. Yeah. Fair enough. I think this is just a regular, um, cause I, one of my Probably brothers Disneyland came. Hotel, cause that's the one I haven't been inside. That's but, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's going to be called, yeah. Jackie. It's going to be called the Disneyland Hotel. That's perfect. <laughs> Excellent. So are you excited about the new Star Wars? I'm very excited about the You're Star young Wars. enough that you might have grown up with the new, with the prequels. No? Oh, my first memory is the Rancor scene from Return of the Jedi. 
Okay. Like ever. My first memory. Which, which scene is that? And the thing is, is I saw them in 77 and 80 uh, and 82, it's, it's but I It's the I monster didn't... in the dungeon in Jabba's palace. Oh, okay. Oh, it's in the pit? Yeah. Oh, when, when he fights. When he falls and oh, yeah. has to fight with the bone. That's your first memory? Uh, my first memory is my mom picking me up, sitting me on her lap because it came on television and her being like, oh, you have to watch this. Okay. You have to watch this. And, and you're three? That scene, I was three. And you're three, and she's like, what you need to see is a man fight a monster. Yes. Good for her. Good for her for having that kind of... <laughs> I, I, am, I am forever eternally grateful to her for that, actually. Right, right. That's awesome. So, but, uh, yeah, it's we've we've actually... That's sort of our, our vetting of, like, new parents and stuff. It's like, how are you going to show them the Star Wars movies? Oh, you got to like, show them... Are you going to do one, two, three, four, five, six, or are you going to do four, five, six, one, two, three? When, like, and Because four, five, six is... There's really no reason. I had uh Joseph Scrimshaw, who oh, yeah. I believe you know, who came on as an apologist of the prequels. I'm not an apologist, but I think having seen Clone Wars, the mm-hmm. animated series, okay. has filled in a lot of what they were trying to do and what they okay. – like, the backstory that was there to be told. I think it makes it so much more apparent that they told the wrong stories. Okay. But – also simultaneously sort of adds value to telling the stories of that time. Okay. All right. I just think they did it wrong. Well, fair enough. I didn't even see number three because uh, one and two were so horrible. Three but is, I think, three the is best of the lot. I actually kind of like one. If you take out Jar Jar, one is not the end of the world. My friend uh, uh, <laughs> Dan Telfer, who has been on this program, speaking of dinosaurs, that was his dorkdom, uh, was uh, has a very funny joke about Jar Jar and about how Jar Jar is this comic relief in the beginning. Mm-hmm. In the second movie, he's a senator. And in the third movie, which I did not see, I guess he is responsible for the genocide of of billions of people. I didn't get that. But... Oh, okay. Well, he does a joke about uh, – he does a dead-on impression of Jar Jar uh, at the Nuremberg trials. Oh, God. Talking about how at least the trains were on time. And so oh, it's a very goodness. funny <laughs> – Yeah, he's a, he's a very funny comic. Dan Telfer, everybody check him out. Um, so Alexandra Klimovich. Klimovich. Klimovich? Klimovich. Ah, god damn it. <laughs> Pardon me while I swear. Anyway, so, um, yeah. Now, what I want to do briefly for this last half hour is speak to you of the Pokemon. Okay. You enjoy Pokemon. I had Asterios, uh, Kokonos on. He is, uh, of Greek descent. I don't know if you can tell, <laughs> but he is a Pokemon, uh, dork for sure. But you know, you collect Pokemon cards. Do you play the game? Uh, I do not play the game. I just collect them. Oh, I have I have uh, the same binder I've had since I was nine. Okay, it's like you know the sure heavy with pages the cards, flipping the cards set into with, it. Right, organized by type. Oh, by type. Uh, what are the types? Uh, like fire, electric, grass. Uh, oh, by the mana, by, by the color, yeah. essentially. Okay, yeah, um, and then by evolutions within that. Okay, so those are those are the world the the new That's, decks that came out essentially. Uh, no, not by deck. By okay. by there's a Pokemon. Okay, and then once it gets to a certain level, it evolves. Okay, so there's like Pikachu and right. Raichu. Okay, uh, so they'll be together, and then I have all of the Pikachu's Pikachu turns together. into what Ra- Raichu. Yes. Okay. So Pikachu is the yellow with the ears. He's the iconic. He's the iconic. Everyone yeah. thinks of Pokemon, and he is in the ball. Mm-hmm. And then he will evolve after he fights enough battles to level up, essentially. Correct. Is that correct? Uh, actually, in that case, that was actually a bad example. Because oh, Pikachu, Pikachu needs to uh, evolve using a lightning stone. Oh, he has to find a lightning stone. Yes. Is there a quest? Uh, there's. It's it's the main one that I collect, actually, the Eevee. Okay. Uh, he's like a little fox. He's like a little fox dog. 
Eviluvians? Evolutions. Evolutions. Because they, they evolve. Okay. Evie is the only one that evolves into different uh, elements. Okay. Depending on how he's evolved. Okay, I'm lost. Uh, let us start again. There are, there's a boy. Yes. Who is going to train Pokemon. Or a girl. Or you a can girl. be both in the game. There now. is a child that will train a Pokemon. Mm. So, uh, what they must do is they must go into the woods and, and find a Pokemon and capture mm. them. Cause you gotta get them all. Right. The best slogan ever, uh, <laughs> which makes children wish to get them all. And, uh, <laughs> I, it took me a very long time to break from that mentality. To let, yeah, you let that I, go. I still play that way. Like in the Game Boy, Game Boy, in the Nintendo DS game, the handheld okay. game. Yeah, yeah. I still play that way. Like I do try to catch as many as humanly possible. Okay. But in real life, like the things that I, I've learned is like, there are certain ones that I really like. Like I yeah. like the design aesthetic. I like the like conceptual, just what they represent. Like mostly. What's your um, is your favorite? This Evie and my favorite is Evie. So, so what what is Evie like? What is uh, what kind of monster is Evie? Evie is a tiny fox. A tiny fox. Tiny brown fox dog. Of, like a fox dog ears, with big ears. Big tail. Sure. Um, and fluffy. And and a, a a girl doll. A girl fox or boy fox or uh, doesn't they can matter. Be both. Okay, yeah. so you get Evie the tiny fox, mm-hmm. and then what do you do with Evie the tiny fox? Um, you can keep him as Evie okay. by giving him a thing to hold that makes him not evolve. Okay, or you can make him a Flareon by giving him a Firestone. Okay, or you can make him a Vaporeon by a Waterstone. Got it. Or a Jolteon by a Lightning, Lightning Stone. Stone. Okay. Or um. A fairy type, and there's different ways to make it the fairy type with different generations. But okay. like, you have to have him know a fairy type move and love you a certain amount. Okay. And then he will evolve into the fairy type. Uh, if you evolve him near this magical tree stump, mm-hmm. he'll turn into Leafeon. Okay. Uh, and if you evolve him near a magical like iceberg, he'll turn into uh, Glaceon. Okay. And then if you evolve him at night, he'll turn into Umbreon. And okay. if you evolve him during the day, he'll turn into... Um, the psychic type. Uh, psychic with, with actual SPM with yeah. actual mind powers? Uh, yes. They, they have like specific moves that are like attack, like. Right. Mind. So when you evolve, you're evolving this, you're, you're doing this in the game. Yes. You're not doing this in the card game. You're doing this in the video game. I think you can do it in the card game, but of the course. card game totally eludes me. Like I'm just, I'm not sure how the card game works. I just collect them because I like the art. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that's that's why I like Evie. It's the only one that can do that many different types depending on how you evolve it. Okay. Most, it's a linear progression. Okay. I had, um, I think I had, mm, the, I had a Game Boy and then I had the one that was the clamshell. Mm-hmm. And then now I have a DS. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I played Pokemon Red. That was the only that Pokemon. That was the, the original one, yeah. Was that the original yeah. one? That's the only one I've played. <laughs> and it was super fun. It was. It reminded me of... of the, the great thing is, is uh, X and Y... And the current one, Alpha Sapphire, um, Omega Ruby. Okay. Those two are the first time since Red that they have significantly updated the graphics. Oh. Um, there was, there were many, many generations and it was always like, you know, a little black and white. They, and they added a little color, yeah. but like it was all still that mostly pixelated bit. Yeah. Of, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, now there's like in X and Y, it's based on Paris. It's based on France. Oh, wow. The region. So you can go to like Versailles and there's a mirror hallway that you walk through in 3D and it's, they finally have updated that. So it's, it's become such, 
it's that's I think a large reason why it's resur- made a resurgence for me. Is yeah, it's yeah. Finally caught the, up, and it looks starting, like something amazing. It's gorgeous, and they've added new rounds. Like instead of just aiming to catch them all and beat the Pokemon League, right? Like now they've added like two sub stories on top of that, and like, oh, okay. other things you can do. It's like they're finally because catch expanding. them all and then and then be the best battler right. was the was the premise of the game, right? And this still exists for sure. Right. And it's a versus game, kind of like Mortal Kombat yeah. and stuff like that where you play your character mm-hmm. and then do you pick their powers when you do the versus? Or what, what You do. Yeah. Do you pick it before or do you pick it per round? Kind of like you pick Final Fantasy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh those I like it when you pick it per round, the yeah. Final Fantasy And as, and again, so. as they level up, they yeah. get new and they only can have four moves at a time. Okay, so you got to swap but them out. You got to swap them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to go mostly for offensive. Okay, um, because just because you can, a lot can of you time, get reincarnated pretty easily. Uh, you can you can have a revive. You have okay. potions. You, sure, know, you have sure. all the things that either make them healthy like or Zelda. actually bring them back from fainting. Yes, uh, fainting. Yep. Yes, I think <laughs> there was a friend of mine. Um, she is so anti any sort of. And she has a little boy mm. and he is a little boy and he would like uh, to at least, I don't know, have some fun. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, he is a, a sweet little boy, but he wanted a video game. And so she called me up and she said that she was at a, a garage sale and she found a, a game boy for him. And I said, what do you mean you found a game boy? She was like, it was $15 and it came with a bunch of uh, like Tetris and a bunch of games. And I said, not the old gray brick. And she was like, yeah, it's gray. And I said, Oh my gosh, uh, he can have my, at least my clamshell. I mean, I have, and then I, and so I sent that and I sent like a fort. That's ga- the a- best though. That's how I got my first Game Boy. I tag right. sale. Tag sales are the best for that. Cause it's like, you'll, you'll, once you find out that you like it enough, then move up. But having that, I like having that start with the origin of the thing. Sure. As sure. long as it still functions properly. Well, and I, and I left the, my old brick with my niece who, when bored, would play Tetris because it's the ice cream truck. Okay. It's probably, I don't know if you can hear that, Rangers. Anyway, so um, so you collect the cards, but you don't. Have you ever tried to play Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or Magic: The Gathering a or any of it? A little bit in elementary school, like when okay. I first started out. That was that was how we sort of we started it because that was you know yeah. third grade. We had like we had InSync, we had Spice Girls, we had Pokemon, we had like that was the like pop culture like explosion of, of, of eight years old. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, we all started by playing, but I don't know if we were actually playing it properly. It was so long ago that I think we were probably just scrambling with trying to figure it out. On yeah, you're own. like I don't know. Is um, it like war? Is it right. like Uno? But what it is was it? mostly even then. It was mostly about the trading. It was okay. like how oh you have a holographic Charizard. How many of my cards can I put together that seem enticing to you that I can get that card from you yeah. and with a reasonable deal? Oh, fair and that enough. was and so it was it was very much about the interaction of right, you the have what I want. Field. How do I get that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a trading situation. That's hilarious. Wow. Because uh, I played uh, and I still do play a little bit of Magic: The Gathering, but I don't. Uh, Andy brings home cards all the time and he's like, let's build decks. And it's my least favorite thing to yeah. do is to build the deck. <laughs> and, and to really like the game, you have to want to build the deck because you have to right. build offense and defense and characters right, and, and have the strongest. Right. What's thing the mana in, in the game? Is there, is there a land cup of what, what paros a Pokemon in the card game? If you have the cards. Um, in the card game, I mean, it's, it's, there are certain, the cards have levels. It's like in, in the game. If they, each card has a set level. But they if, have but if it's HP. lightning, but if it's, do you have lightning to have. Lightning is good against water. 
Right. Like, do you have to have lightning sort of cards thing? to activate it? Uh, like gems energies, or something? Yeah. Like, the, but what I is don't the energy know how card? it factors in. I know that they've become more rare because they don't include them in the current packs. Oh, weird. They like over flooded the market in the nineties because I had so many of them that I think I gave them away and now everyone's scrambling for them. And I'm like, of course, the thing you never thought would be worth something right. is, is actually classic. worth something now. Of course, now it's worth um, something. So definitely, I think that is, that is very much a way of how they power it because every element has energy cards. Oh, that's interesting. Cause I, cause everyone always says that, that Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon are just like magic, but I never played anything but magic. And magic has a, as a land value. You know, you, you can activate your characters or your creatures or the spells mm-hmm. by having, uh, the power of the land. Land behind you, and if it is a green, you know, forest uh, creature, like forest it needs something. a it needs green land. And if it's a water thing, you need a water so yeah, land. That's, is it just? It's got. I, I is assume it like it's kinda, very similar. It's yeah. got to be just like that, right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Now you are wearing a T-shirt with a cupcake on it. I am, and it is your favorite T-shirt company in the world at this time, or one of them. Uh, pretty much the only like ever. I, I like had? I like we love fine at cons and stuff because I like their designs and I think I think they're very good. But Johnny Cupcakes is like Johnny the majority Cupcakes. of my collection. Yes. All right. So Johnny Cupcakes is a cupcake themed T-shirt. What are you? You're wearing something also, ladybugs. Also, their stores are bakeries. They they look like bakeries. So a lot of people will walk in. I was I was in line for a special release once, and the woman behind me for thirty minutes thought at, that there was going to be a cupcake she, at the end she, of her. She tapped me on the shoulder and she's like, "So are these good cupcakes? Like they must be this good if people are waiting for them this long." And you're like, they and don't I was have just like, cupcakes? I, I, I sort of stammered for a second. I was like, I'm so sorry. They There's don't no have food cupcakes. at the end of this. Why right. are there, why is there, why no were food? you waiting without knowing what it was for? <laughs> Some people just join a line. <laughs> Some people just but, don't. Uh, but yeah, no, they're, they're, they're a t-shirt company that started in, in Boston. Okay. Um, it's on Newbury Street. And okay. It, they, uh, they display their t-shirts in bakery cases and in refrigerators. Okay. In refrigerators. Mm-hmm. Plugged in refrigerators? No. Thank God. Just, just with lights and stuff. Oh, good. But, uh, and their, uh, new, their sizing chart is a nutrition facts chart. Oh, that and sounds insulting the tags at some level. are little oven mitts. Okay. And, uh, it's. What's the one you're wearing? The one I am wearing is a cupcake and crossbones, which is their logo. Okay. Oh, it's the logo one. Yes. Okay. Um, which they have many, many variations on. Mm-hmm. And then it's got, it's made of leaves and it's got little uh, ladybugs on it. Now, is it screen printed or is it a patch? Uh, it's screen printed. Okay. And, um, you said that they have, so w- they've, they've expanded since, uh, I first found them in 2006. And how many t-shirts do you have of theirs? I think I have like 36 or 40. Wow, that's a lot of t-shirts. Since 2006, though. I mean, it's been right. 10, 10 years, 10 years, nine, yeah. nine years of, and, and 30 t-shirts, 40 And some t-shirts. have been gifts and, you okay. know, I yeah, didn't yeah. buy them all myself, but they the nice thing is, is like they do special releases for a while. He did a movie series in Boston at Coolidge Corner. Yeah. Uh, which is this little like boutique theater and okay. he would show his favorite movies from his childhood and do a special release shirt that you could only get at the screening. Okay. So he did Pee Wee's Playhouse. I have my Ghostbusters one from there. Okay. Um, so they show these movies and then they have printed yeah. a t-shirt that are themed to and it. And Johnny, uh, his real name is Johnny Earl. Mm-hmm. Johnny would uh, show up in costumes. He showed up as Pee Wee Herman with like the shoes with the water and the goldfish in the heel. And, nice. Uh, he had his friends dress up as Ghostbusters. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a it's really a- very cool phenomenon and he, he definitely, you can tell he appreciates like, he, yeah. And he collaborates with artists. They just did an artist collaboration in Boston and, uh, okay. And he tours the country and does speaking gigs now, actually. Like oh, weird. Brand, brand, um. Oh, how, how to create brands and yeah. stuff? Because he's hugely successful and it well, worked and, out. And it started out from being like a nickname at, when he worked at Newbury Comics. 
Okay. Like he he was selling. He worked at the, out comic of the back store? of his. Yeah, he was selling T-shirts out of the back of his car, and people he would come. Did in he and like cupcakes? Well, they just call him Johnny this, Johnny that, and Johnny Cupcakes is the one that stuck. And then he started huh. printing T-shirts, and then it expanded, and now yeah. he has a store in Boston, in London, uh, on Martha's Vineyard. Okay. And in L.A. And I've. Lived are you in, from Massachusetts? I'm from Massachusetts. Where are you from in Massachusetts? Brookfield. Brookfield. Okay. It's My- the reason. It's it's literally that podunk town. Um, of what? Uh, it has two podunk roads, and an author came through in like the 1800s, and he called it a little podunk town, and that is my town. It's that small. It was named after the, the word roads. podunk came from believe, your town. I, I don't know if that's like a myth that has been perpetuated or if right. it's actually true, but I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's my friend with the with the uh, with true. the Game Boy. <laughs> she is from Worcester, Mass. Oh, I went to Worcester Academy. Oh, there you go. Her yep. father taught at uh, some Catholic college there for and for a thousand generations. Holy Cross. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, Hol- Michael True. Huh. And uh, and but he is, she is a, a lovely person. But I I went to college with her, and she always told me that Worcester was super cool. And then I went and you worked. have to love it if you're like yeah. If things, it is not super cool. It is the joke town, but it's a beautiful city. But it's amazing, and it's gotten much better. They've and done it's got all thirty three universities too, in it. Yeah. So the fact it that also created the rocket and birth control, the rocket engine, like mm-hmm. the engine that makes rockets go into the sky. Mm-hmm. All right then. See, and well, she she's very <laughs> proud of being from Worcester, but the the weird. The weirdest thing is how much she was proud of it. And then I went to Massachusetts and people were like, no, that's the dumb town. And I was like, well, it's, it's got a lot it's of the great joke stuff. Town. You just need to, that's the thing to everyone else. It's the joke town. But right. if you're from there, you know, all of the, the cool things cool about stuff. it. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a joke town in every, everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, you're familiar with Modesto, California. It is a dirtbag little town that uh, the people of Modesto are quite proud of it. And North Platte, Nebraska. I've made fun of it for 20 years and it turns out they're not happy about me making fun of it. <laughs> and uh, my triumphant return to Nebraska, by the way, in a couple of months. I haven't been back in Good 20 luck. years. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there'll be uh, protests and other people going, yeah, it sucks here, but why are you such a jackass? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, your uh, Twitter handle by the way is at life in a nutshell one l and uh i'm talking with alexandra klamovich yes klamovich uh you should hear me try to say murray valeriano uh which i've known him for 15 years and i've screwed up his name forever now let's do this let's talk about what you're um uh willing what you're reading because you're reading many of the things I'm reading, but I have never heard of Clash of Kings. A Clash of Kings? It's uh, one of the Game of Thrones. It's the second Game of Thrones book. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. That is why. I uh, have tried. It didn't take. I've tried to have read the book. Have you watched the show? I've tried to watch the show. I, I found watching the show I've before listened. reading the books very helpful, actually. Uh, I tried to listen to it on Audible. Tried mm-hmm. to read it. when I And I've said this before about... It's just, it, and I love sword and sorcery mm-hmm. crap. In the books, when I was reading it, I There's was like, "There's a lot of minutia." Well, no, I thought everyone was dead. Like huh. I could tell that everyone was being with. Oh, those are good guys. Oh, he's going to kill those people. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't care. And then I tried to listen but to what it. What they do in the meantime is fascinating. Well, but people love it. People yeah. t- dead on love it. <laughs> and it's uh, what I what I my favorite part of the first hundred pages of the book is the wall and those ghosty characters. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Why don't, why do we have to go anywhere else? Let's just spend the whole time there. And, uh, we don't. Right. So, and, and then the TV show was too incesty for me. And then, yeah. uh, but that was only the first two episodes. So well, maybe it went thing. away. I, it took me actually, uh, watching the first season twice 
to fully understand you really stuck with everyone. it. Well, good we, for you. We host Game of Thrones nights at our house. Okay, we have about seventy people over each week. Really? Yes. Uh, so I knew that this was a thing when I first met my boyfriend, I knew this was a thing that he did and we were in the off season and I was like, I'm gonna- okay. So you stuck with it because of your boyfriend and I you're stuck like, with I, it because I've all done- of our friends, like everyone everybody else was, was into it. it. And, and I had watched it once and I just, I didn't really, I wasn't really paying attention the first time. So okay. I was like, okay, we're going to sit. We're going to just do this. Cause I like to multitask when I watch things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm, we're going to sit and we're just going to do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through the whole thing. And uh, then I started reading the books. Okay. So it helped to have, like, with that many names, yeah. at least be able to put a face to a name for me is really helpful. Okay. Like, I love Pride and Prejudice, but I didn't fully, un- like, get everything out of it until I saw the movie where I was able to hear the cadence of the dialogue okay. on screen. And then when I went back to the book, I heard the cadence and it made it. Oh, it helped out. It helped me. That's great. Um, I have that so that's same thing I with Shakespeare. With yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's a hard to hard to read Shakespeare for me, I need to see the play, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, I I get what they're saying. I, I understand. And then you can the go context. back and deconstruct it and like yes. more into yeah. the nitty gritty. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, but the yeah, Game of Game of Thrones. It's um, it's cool. I mean, I like that there's dragons and that there's there's fighting and, it's a and lot there's of dire wolves. Picking your and, house, like which you uh, identify with or which you like fantasy identify with. You know. Oh, do the, uh, is we, it Harry Pottery like that? It's, or uh, I mean, it's. All about like the the families. It's the regions are run by families and okay. the underlords. Okay. So you have the Starks who are the good guys. You know, okay. in, in pretty basic terms, like they're right. the, they're the they're the best of the lot. They're loyal and they're uh, and they're honorable, and that's not necessarily great in this world. But you know, right. and, and a lot of the younger ones have to learn that as time goes on, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. Um, and then there's yeah the Lannisters who are the richest family, and they're. Uh, the incesty family. Right, and, and super twisted and, 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 and very, a mess. very powerful because they have a large army and, okay. and very conniving because they want to keep that power and that right. money. Um, the Tyrells are my house, which I'm, I know I'm probably pretty much alone in that actually, but they're, they're the best because they know the system. Okay. Like Marjorie Tyrell in the TV show, she's in the books only from another perspective. Okay. Other people's perspective, like she's mentioned. Okay. In the show, she's had a great presence and she's very cool. Okay. And, and she the Ty- knows do the, the Tyrells game. just sort of play the game and they're not the get second the- richest family. Okay. And they exactly, they play the game. Like, right. They very much are aware. Like they're not, they're not brutal. They, they kill him with kindness. Okay. And they play the game and like, so she wins over like, the people right. by going and visiting like the starving and giving them bread and like okay. all the things that everyone else is too above. But she does that because she knows then she has the people that love her. So okay. if anything ever happens to her or, you know, right, her family, of, yes, she has that in she, her pocket. Right. She, she has the love of the people. Okay. All right. So those are the three big. Uh, no. Then there's a Greyjoys who are like the pirates. Okay. In, in the most layman's terms. Yeah. They're, oh, yeah, yeah. they're very, uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're people of the sea. They live on an island and they okay. build ships and they're very like cold and hard. Fair enough. Fair enough. But they show up for the meetings. Uh, does everybody show yeah. up for the meetings? Uh, they, you don't want have, to, right? We have little, we have little groups, little camps. Baratheon was the king. Okay. He's not anymore, but his brother is now vying for the kingdom. Okay. Uh, and I'm trying to think. There's Dorne, which is like. Are you caught up on the books? Uh, I am no. I'm halfway through the second book. Okay, so Clash of Kings is the second book, and he's got five books written, correct? Mm-hmm. And um, 
So I'm, I'm working my way through it slowly, but it's, it's really interesting because then you get to do the compare contrast of like what the show did to what the books are doing. And right. the show is mostly off book now because the books are done for a lot of characters. Yeah. So, and they, they got permission to sort of like. Oh, just to keep writing mm-hmm. on the, for the, for the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, because they don't want to get ahead of the books, right? Right. But they're, I mean, for some characters, it's sort of the op, the option of leave these people off. That yeah. A lot of people love and have been following this whole time. Yeah. Or, cause the way that George R. R. Martin writes is he writes like, I think four and five were half one perspective, half the, like, half the okay. characters and half the characters. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure cause I'm not there yet, but this is what yeah. I, this is what I've heard is it's half the characters and half the characters. Uh, and then so the people that were written in the fourth book didn't mm-hmm. get written about at all in the fifth book. Okay. And he's not done with the sixth book yet. So their stories ended after the fourth book. It's so interesting that they would do a TV show of a, of a series that wasn't well, done. Does he, who, did who he have a thing? Who, like he's been working on this since the series started. Yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah. That timeline wasn't expected, but that's where we're at now. So. Right, right. Well, I mean, and the, and maybe they thought it wouldn't go right. past anything. Cause. Right. But I, I also think that they've like, they've discussed with him and they know the ultimate, like the showrunners actually know where he's going ultimately. Okay. And have. That is a new thing that they're doing on TV yeah. shows where they know the last episode now. Right. They're like, you have to tell us what the button is going to be. And so, so we can make our way back there eventually yes, somehow. Right. Yeah. And, uh, which is awesome because mm-hmm. otherwise the fury, right. the ra- the rage. But I, I think in general, what they've left out, I've, I've got some book spoilers just because I'm, I'm always very curious about the changes and how okay. to pair up. Um, I'm, I'm, relatively totally okay in most of the changes they've made. Like okay. they've, they've done some drastic things, but I think it was for the best. I think they're actually slightly tempering George R. Like George right. R. Martin tends to go very detailed and very big and very like. Yeah. yeah super dense. Yeah. And, and you're wondering and, and, like, why. To put some, some of the characters into storylines that were minor characters from the books. Okay. That were good storylines. Oh, good. And they're doing it with like characters you care about. Yeah. Instead of new minor characters. Right. Well, you know, the, the, my favorite science fiction series, uh, is this woman, Cage Baker. Mm-hmm. And so there's seven books in the main series. And then there are tiny stories. She's written like a half a dozen stories because it's about immortality and the oh, history gosh. of the world. <laughs> so she's like, well, what happened in you can, 1870? Yeah, write about any of right, it. Right. <laughs> exactly. So there's, there's, there were, and she passed away a couple of years ago. Very sad for someone yeah. who wishes there to be more stories than that. And then also well, and her for short lived. about immortality. Right. Well, she had a brain tumor. Very sad. She was oh, on the no. Dork Forest there, but um, she she was on a very early episode of the Dork Forest, and um, such a such a cool lady. She was at the very first um, Ren Fair. Oh wow! Yeah, she had a crazy ass awesome. story about San Francisco in the late '60s, and you know, she's like. Yeah, yeah, we just wanted to dress up and pretend and play uh, Middle Ages, awesome. and it was awesome. And uh, and then she did that until until it got too corporate, man. Mm. And then she went to the Dickens Fair. I have to and admit, I still haven't been to a run fair. I've been to one. I've, I've been. I've, to, I've heard like we've had good ones wherever I've lived. I know. I like all. I've you could never go. Had it's not like you don't have access to. I bet you your right. people. No, there's one happening right now. I think through the second week in May. It's just sure things are so. Crazy busy. busy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll get to one. I've, yeah. I've only been to one. It was super fun. I like I a turkey have an leg. Outfit if I go. Oh, yeah. I want, I want to actually do, dress do, up. Do I you think. do cosplay when you go to cons? Not usually because I just. You're just going? I usually just go. I have a lot of nerdy t shirts and stuff. And like, yeah. I, I will put an outfit together, but generally cosplay. It's like, I, I could. I have a couple outfits that I could do that I. When I do what was Halloween, the last convention you went? Oh, wait. Go ahead. Oh, when Halloween. I do Halloween, I tend to do characters that I would be able to wear for cosplay. Yeah. But it's like 
long wigs and like just it's warm and a lot of the cons we do are oh, in super, California in super crowded and, and super crowded and super warm and you have to walk a distance from your hotel usually you know yeah. like all of that mm-hmm. just doesn't seem logical I don't oh, know I, I wish I could if I could do it like spot on yeah I would the the commitment that people but to make not do a hundred percent. And be uncomfortable. I can't. Right. Just, Those people, I bless them yeah. because the, those costumes no, are it's, amazing. It's one of my favorite things to go to a con for is just yeah. to see the dedication and the the craftsmanship that people yeah. Andy went it. to WonderCon and he took a bunch of pictures. Yeah. There was a the woman who was who did Ms. Marvel mm-hmm. and freaking nailed it. And um, and so and this will be the third year I'm going to Anime Con, a con in Dallas, yeah. and. I don't know anything. Uh, what I could, what I know about animation could fit in a thimble, and uh, but I the costumes are amazing because they're usually seven feet tall, right. and they've built something. Yeah, out when of- when I lived in Boston, I would always find out when Anime Boston was happening, okay. and I would walk to the Prue because it takes place in the convention center, which is attached to the Prudential Center. Okay, the Prudential Center is a mall. Okay, but they use the Prue like a runway. Oh. All of the cosplayers. So yeah, you don't yeah. have to pay to get into the convention. You just hang out in the mall, like grab some Dunkin' Donuts and just go hang out and watch the and cosplayers. And just sit and look at the... And it's it's the best. It was the best That's way to awesome. spend a weekend. That's so fun. Are you going to go to Gen Con this year? Perhaps. Gen Con's the board... If people don't know, Gen Con is the board game convention in Indianapolis. I think it's in the beginning of August uh, this year? Uh, it's it's the, or the end of August. last weekend in... July. July. Okay, yeah, because uh, I'm going to do a live Dork Forest there supposedly, and um, and they are going to sponsor the Dork Forest in the last awesome. couple of weeks of May and the first couple of weeks of June, and uh, every it's a great board game convention, and they and the guy who owns it was on the podcast last year, and uh, he was he was awesome. He talked about board games and, and his love of such a thing. Yeah, because you are, work with are, Will. Wheaton, I work with Will. Yeah, and, and there are big things happening for. For Gen- him, I know at Gen for- Con this year. Oh, are there? Is he um, gonna? Because he has his own the tabletop. We'll just leave it at big things are going to happen yeah. for, for Comic Con. will definitely be at this year, though. You're going to go to the big Comic Con with a hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. It's, it'll be my third year doing San Diego, or third, fourth. Is, do fourth you have year. somewhere to hide? Uh, my boyfriend writes comics. Okay. Oh, does he? Yes. I did not know that. What uh, does your boyfriend write? Do you know Hacktivist? Hacktivist, By I don't. Boom Studios. I know Boom Studios. I don't. I will. I will read Hacktivist or Boom. I guess. Uh, yeah, just um, Boom. Yeah. It's a Hacktivist. Sounds. Uh, first of all, awesome. I love Boom. They're they're coming out uh, with the second Hacktivist, which okay. has been announced. And I know I can talk about that. They're coming out with the second Hacktivist in July. So okay. Jack and, and his writing partner Colin will be at Comic Con this year. And what is, what is your boyfriend's full name? Jackson Lansing. Jackson Lansing, and uh, that'll be awesome. Everyone should read that, <laughs> and. Uh, and and super because I, I read you clearly read comics. Then mm-hmm. did you read comics before you met him? Um, I, or has he been your uh, that gateway was actually drug? when we first met. That was uh, my way to sort of out nerd him off the bat. Not out nerd, but like keep up with the nerd. You oh, know? oh, it was it was it was your common ground kind yes. of thing. Excellent. Uh, I I he I I said I was like I was nerdy and we met and he sort of did that like. Mm, are you? Are you really? Uh, not in a like condescending way, just in a genuinely skeptical sort of way. Uh, and and I immediately well, pulled out that I collect Joe Chen Buffy covers. Uh, Joe Chen was the artist for Buffy season eight. Um, All right, and that I went <laughs> that for like my super nerdiest specific, yeah, specific thing, yeah, and then it. we talked for like four and a half hours, and nice that was that. <laughs> that was that, and now you are together, and that is beautiful. It's yeah, it is weird because um, it, especially like the. 
the dork forest, it, everyone's dorkdom is so very different. Mm-hmm. And so when you meet someone who says you're, they're really into something, you're like, what do you mean you're really into something? Mm-hmm. I met a guy this weekend who collects pens and he said, I'm not weird about it. And I said, well, how many pens do you have? And he said, about 35. And I was like, like nice pens. He's like, yeah, they were about a hundred, $150 a piece. Right. And I was like, yeah, you're in. You're in. Yep. Let's talk about pens one day, Eric. And uh, because that's a, that's a full like, on commitment, like sterling silver or something like They're that. Cross kind of... pens, and then like Cross makes a very fancy pen, right. and then then there's a, other brands or that like make Tiffany super... makes a pen now. Yeah, I think. yeah. Like he he likes interesting. And I was like, I like a nice pen, right. but I just needed to like Work I right. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to really smoothly like not be. And most of my pens are free from uh, different hotels. I, I haven't I, bought dad, a pen. My dad works at a bank and the bank pens are my favorite pens. So he'll just like send oh, me go. like 30 of them nice. at a time. <laughs> and they're, and they're, if, as long as they're smoothly Well, written. then I don't worry about losing them. So I've just been dispersing hometown bank pens all hometown around California. Bank. Welcome is... to, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, my, my bank came out with pens and they, they, uh, I asked them if they had any more and they said, no, we gave them out too fast. And <laughs> they just were, ran out. They just ran out. You're like, I think you can get more. They're mm-hmm. so they're always offering them. So. Well, cool. Everyone, so that's, uh, Jackson Lansing, rights hacktivist, mm-hmm. and that's something we can plug that, that, and, and it's super fun. Uh, and, and you read comic books. I do. And, um, not a ton because like just keeping up with how many there are right now, like I want to get into reading more and my timeline has just been totally oh. skewed. Like the Star Wars ones, I really want to read. I've heard wonderful things about the new Princess Leia's good. Yeah. Uh, I've the... heard Vader is also very fascinating. Well, what's interesting is I was turned on to Vader, so I bought, uh, the I I bought one, two, and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, three sold out. There was a variant cover available for twelve dollars, or not not the variant. The original cover was available for twelve dollars. And I was like, "Are they going to do a second printing?" They said, "I said, yeah. I don't care what the cover is. It's be- very beautiful because everybody's covers are kind of mm-hmm. nice." And um, and I don't know enough about the art yet, though I love it. It's uh, I don't know. No, I wish there was a better way to to display single issues. Like just the only way to store them properly is in. Mylar bags. Oh yeah. Weird. Or, or on the wall and then they fade if you like get them in the sun oh, too much. Cause I like displaying them like art. Yeah. Like, we have a couple places in our house where we just have comics and cases. Yeah. And, but yeah, I don't want to destroy them at the same time. <laughs> right. Right. And it, trades are just, you can display a trade on a shelf, you know? Right. Like, we, we, we've got, we've got nice trades coming to that. <laughs> yes. And, but it's, uh, it's also kind of, it's intense. Mm-hmm. So just the amount of comic books I, I, I asked Andy a couple of years ago to go through his comics because we're running – this house is 966 square feet. I mean there's no place to put them. And so uh, I was like, could you do me a favor with three criteria? Mm-hmm. You keep the comics that you think are going to be worth something. Keep the comics you think you'll ever reread. And then the third category is – for a, for an unknown reason, you are emotionally attached to that comic book. Right. And he still, he still called from the thousands and thousands of comics that we have, 400 comics. He got rid of 400, which freed up boxes. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. And we have since, and I am in on comics. And you said you read Ms. Marvel and Saga. Ms. Marvel and Saga are the two that I'm actually I, up to date with and each week. And, it's yeah. on sort of a pull list kind of thing each month. Yeah. Yeah. And I enjoy, I enjoy, Knowing Boom and being yeah part of that family and all of that, like all of their uh, their Boombox, the kids comics, the like Boombox are super and cute. Being Puppy Cat is one of my favorite oh, yeah? things. It's just it's so much fun. Being Puppy Cat, <laughs> that sounds adorable. And people are always looking for like ones that kids can mm-hmm. read because a lot of the comics are now adult. It's- 
I actually, I tried to, it, being Puppy Cat is like a kid's comic, like it's that like mm-hmm. super cute and a little wacky and it's, it's like Adventure Time where it's got like a little dark side sometimes. Yeah. But I realized this summer, trying to explain it to an actual child, yes. that just the scenario of what it is, is what really is hard to explain to a kid. It's, uh, Puppy Cat is not a puppy and not a cat, he's sort of a hybrid of both and we don't okay. know what he is, and he's sure. from another dimension. And together, they're interdimensional temp workers. And that sentence I said to a six-year-old before realizing they don't there know what is a temp- no context for what <laughs> interdimensional or temp worker right. is. Interdimensional has a better shot, quite yes. honestly, than temp worker. Yes. <laughs> so, like, it's great for kids, but the actual, like, the grounding of yeah. it. And, like, and, and it's she's sort of a... 20-something so finding her bearings in the world, you know. And, the and puppy cat? The, the puppy the cat's bee. a tw- bee Oh, the bee. The bee is a girl, and the puppy cat is her pet. Yes. And, or slash friend. Yeah. Oh, slash like, partner. Work they partner. both go to work. They both go to work. Oh, what is what is puppy cat? Is the the good typist? What's, uh, what's uh, puppy cat's mad skills? They solve, like, uh, oh, they've solved planetary issues okay. and that sort of thing. Yeah. So the adventure temps. Yeah. Adventure temps, not just regular temps. No. No. It's like, do you no, put like, MC? No, like in another dimension. Like they oh, jump okay. to another dimension and they get their orders and then they get sent from there. Okay. And they don't have to know Mac versus right. Nick and how to file that. Okay. I get that. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's uh yeah, there's, there's, I like, there's, there's good kids ones and then there's super dark ones that are not for kids right. that do you, you haven't tried Chew, have you? Mm-hmm. Chew. It's no. image. It's also image. Saga is wonderful because yeah. it's it's definitely not for kids, but definitely such not for- an amazing story and such a wonderfully well rounded world building. Yeah, the world is amazing with the with the the permanent war and the mm-hmm. and the different cut uh, types of people yeah. and and the storyline continues to move along at well, a good pace. And having pace. that, like you would think, future voiceover would be kind of cheesy and it's so affecting it, yeah. it's just it's so beautiful yeah yeah it's, it's and, and the art is amazing yeah. too and then ms marvel of course ms marvel's just so much fun just it's, adorable it's so it's so great to have kamala khan as a yeah just as a character like right. she exists she, and she's us and she's yeah and she's awesome. from union city new jersey yeah. and she's a she's a young arab uh woman of arab, of arab descent mm-hmm. Who is now Ms. Marvel. And I love it starting out and having her think that she should be Captain Marvel. Right. Like that moment of being like, oh, I'm a superhero. I'm going to be blonde and tall and thin. I and, should be white. I should white. be the whitest, blondest person and, in the world. And then realizing like, oh, no, fuck that. Like, right, no, right. Yeah, we don't need that. That's crazy. Like I'm going to be me and I'm going to be really effective and I'm going to be yes. super fun and headstrong. And yes. Still be true to who I am. And when I, she I hooked up that. with Wolverine. Oh my God. It was the best Wolverine episode. Wolverine selfie cover is yeah. my favorite thing. <laughs> um, and, and, and that like, even he needs help, you know, it's like right. having, having that be a team up that's like not unbalanced. It's like they need not, each other in they this do case. Need, yeah. And, and that's, that's awesome. That, that, yeah, it's a, it's a great, and Chew is just, it is also not for children. Mm-hmm. And it is about, and it's an image title and they're, and there's no, there's no reason it should have lasted more than one trade because it's the silliest thing in the world. We are, um, Tony Chu, C-H-U, is in a title called Chu, C-H-E-W, and he is an FDA agent. And, uh, FDA is the most powerful agency in the world because there was a, like a mad cow disease, but it was a mad chicken disease. <laughs> and so chicken is outlawed. And so FDA is the most powerful thing in the world because there's secret chicken outlets now. And the weirdest thing about it is everyone has food-related superpowers. Tony Chu's food-related superpower is he 
anything he eats, he gets the history of that food, except for canned beets. He can, if he, <laughs> yeah, he can, I, right, it's the craziest thing in the world. <laughs> what does that even mean? It means he when, he, to... like, if he bites a murder victim, he can find out who killed him. Oh, that's, uh, iZombie is doing that right now. Well, they, uh, think they got it from Mr. Lehman. Anyway, uh, and because- But, I mean, was, I, the thing is, is I'm loving that show, but it's based on a comic, and I think that's in the comic. I think right, that's so, the original iZombie comic. Well, I just don't know what the timeline is on when each but of these things came out. Every character has a different food related. Like Tony Chu's girlfriend mm-hmm. writes restaurant reviews and she can write them so clearly that you taste the food. That's awesome. Right. If I she hates the real. food, <laughs> you get sick. So, uh, yeah. That's so, awesome. uh, his daughter has a thing where she can absorb other people's powers, much like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But she, uh, like, the one guy can, can. Permanently? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, like, uh, one guy's powers was, um, he could carve chocolate into anything that would work. Like, he could make a gun that would kill. Right. He could make a knife that would cut. He could make a lawnmower that could Have cut grass. Have you ever seen the British series Misfits? No. I've heard of it, though. There is a man who can control lactose. In okay. That, and he can kill people with the milk in their intestine. Oh, there. Okay. There like you go. In, he can control. Right. Okay. Yeah. I have heard of that, actually. <laughs> the whole world has gone mad. We want... Everything's a superpower. <laughs> Any, but Ms. Marvel and Saga are definitely to be read for sure. Definitely, and then definitely. the magazine Vogue? Yes. The magazine Vogue is something you enjoy reading. Yes. And not for the articles. No, for the ads. For the ads. I like keeping up with where the, uh, the mentality of the designers is by season. So I read it for like four times a year. I try to you pick up a get Vogue. the seasons. Yeah. And what each they- time there's changeover in the, the full page, like ad spreads. Okay. And when does that usually happen? March and September are the big ones. Okay, so if you if I get a Vogue in in well March, they're is over. this thick in March and September. Was it March? I, I think, think it's they April were up now. to like nine hundred something pages this year. Wow. Yeah. And so you get to see what sort of the designers like what's going to be popular this summer mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And then in September it's what's going to be popular through the winter. It's fall and spring. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clothing. I get it. And, uh, I'm still looking and, for yeah, the perfect and, and, fringe. I mean, New York Times also has a wonderful, uh, like, so you like through, kind of, you just um, like to see what the cool clothes are. Yeah, it's, it's great. Like, New York Times, you usually have to pay for, you know, you get six free articles okay. or something. But during fashion weeks, they put up full slideshows of each show. Okay. Like, they have a professional photographer at the oh, end wow. of the runway that takes a photo of each one and it's sorted by designer by season. Oh, neat. And you can just go through and see all of Fashion Week in like beautiful high definition photos. Okay, um, so, so Rangers, if just, you want to see that, yeah. those are cool pictures of clothes. Mm-hmm. And they're that, the ridiculous ones, you know, they're the they're the couture and all of that. That's just the most the most ridiculous. Uh, what is it Tom Brown? I believe is like always a one to look out for, and McQueen is just always stunning. Okay, uh, Alan Moore. Wrote an amazing, and he did it collaboratively with a guy who passed away, whose name I'm spacing. Wrote uh, a, a fascinating, and it's over. Just a short arc. It's probably coming out in trade called Fashion Beast oh, cool. comic book that you might enjoy. And it's a dystopian world, nice. uh, nuclear winter, but fashion still around. That's a that's one thing that when Jack and Colin write, it's once in a while I'll get a call. I'll be like, so in this particular setting for this character, because I I'm, yeah I'm. I'm Aware of what they're doing usually. What would she be wearing? Oh, that's awesome. Like what, which designer specifically? Like we have an idea for like, or they'll have like, it'll be this kind of dress. 
who should we name drop as the designer? Okay. Like, who would do that sort of thing? Right, because you got it. And, and I get those questions once in a while, but then they've been working, they're working on this new, uh, this new sci-fi adventure series that's also coming out in the, f- eventually. I'm right. not sure. I can't, sure, they don't sure. have an actual but date. From yet. Boom as but from well? eventually, and they've been working with a fashion consultant for that for futuristic. Oh, cool. Uh, designs and, and, it's it's awesome seeing what she's coming up with and where their artist is leading that for yeah. the world that they're building and that they're spending that much time on what their characters are wearing is very important because they're all like teenagers and right it's, and they would yeah it's of awesome. course Alexandra this has been a treat thank you very much thank for you being so in. much you're welcome hey Rangers out there uh, follow her on Twitter in uh, life in a nutshell spelled with one L on the shell and yay. <laughs> podcasts. Thanks for listening, you guys. Take care out there. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?